2: You sound like you're auditioning for chorus line.
3: <laughs> yes. Carol Channing was in Chorus Line. Did you know that?
2: <laughs> we were just listening to Whitney Houston's waiting to exhale the shoop shoop song
3: the shoop shoop song
2: song. (laughs) all right my radio days are not good what's going on you are listening to talk about gay sex your favorite podcast i hope it is i'm steve rodriguez your host with my two co-hosts steve carpenter on my across from me on my right how you doing
3: i'm good and i am not steve rodriguez i'm steve carpenter
2: I am, I'm a little loopy today I'm Steve Rodriguez, (laughs) you're Steve Carpenter How how are you, good? Uh, Yeah, I'm good Good, good, and Jeremy Ross Lopez, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, good, it's a Saturday night for us here Um, It is Yeah, and and Saturday night In Clearly
3: it's early, otherwise we'd be out
2: We'd be out, yeah, it's out, but we're drinking our wine. We are happy. We are proud. Um, I want to first and foremost. Well, first of all, I just want to get a couple things out there. Um, Maplethorpe, the film. Uh, for those of you, uh, Robert Maplethorpe. Um, oh, many right. you of you saw it yesterday, right? Saw it. It's amazing. It's the uh, biopic about Robert Maplethorpe, one of the most iconic photographers of our time, I would argue, who did who. Photographed so many celebrities, every celebrity you can think of, but also did so many nudes. And he had a thing for uh, African American men and their dicks and their big black hot cocks. Mm -hmm. And he managed to make them—I mean, they're beautiful—but look like art.
3: Art. He He made art. art,
2: He made it art. (laughs) And people coming to New York City should know that there's a year-long exhibit at the Guggenheim the famous Guggenheim Museum that you can go see um, so many of his amazing, iconic work. But the film just opened up um, uh, Friday. And you can see the film. And it's, um, you know, he he was bisexual, but he was um, gay. He died, unfortunately died, um, a tragic death to AIDS. But he's one of our heroes. And in the year where we're celebrating... Uh, fifty years of Stonewall and we're really celebrating a lot, at least here in New York, with And it's our... starting already. Yes. I, I highly start looking um you can follow on the Facebook page, Maplethorpe. Um, it's it opened here in major cities, uh, the film Maplethorpe, but it's uh, going around the country. So I highly, highly recommend where did you see that. It? I saw it here at the Chelsea Sinopolis. Okay. And um, you should see that. Cool. Um, other things that we want to thank all of our patreon followers uh we've got some new ones coming in we see you we love you we thank you for supporting thank you, us thank you, thank you uh this coming w- this week actually every tier of our patreon members from the five dollars up to the 50 um, is going to get their own special tiered perks so Look out for that. We're talking our Dark and Dirty show, the $50 you're going to get, um, an exclusive picture that was shot by one of our guests, Gregory Nelbone of myself naked um, at the top tier. And Can I
3: opt out of that?
4: <laughs>
2: bitch, you're not on that tier. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll get our Dark and Dirty not and you. you'll also get um, some other great perks. So uh, I will send out um, messages to all of that. And we really thank you. You can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex to find out more information. Jeremy, you and I went out the other day. We went out with a friend of ours in Harlem mm-hmm. and we just had a dinner and after dinner, I slid over. I said, "Hey, you want to do?" <laughs> we're like, we opted I, out of dessert. I said, "Do you want to do an edible?" And he's like,
3: oh, "Yeah, yeah, I'm you like, had your, you brought your own dessert, and, right?" And, and was, you quickly, our friend I, was, and you, uh, you she quickly was
4: in the bathroom. So we were like, "Oh, this is the perfect time. If we're gonna do it, then we want to." Yeah, you well want you,
2: you want to give it a little time. <laughs> and I was to a kick little in.
4: nervous, but it tasted really good.
2: These were the edibles like, that you and I got, Carpenter, in Los Angeles. Yes. And, um. Anyways, we popped it and went to a the, the, bar. The
3: pineapple the pineapple flavored with a jalapeno over to the, Actually, the, it's the habanero. 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 Yes. Silent
2: delicious. h. You're always correcting me on the French. It's silent h. Abanero. I
3: corrected myself and said habanero.
2: Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, we went to a, a, <laughs> a, a gay bar uptown
4: after that, and it was just we did. A hilarious, fun night. I think we danced for like three hours straight. It
2: kind of felt like a music video when we walked in there because yeah. the way it was laid out and the music was like '90s, like '90s hip hop slash only, and, and yeah, and, mixed and in with went and we went we went right to the dance floor.
3: Where, where did you go dancing? Tell people where you went. Oh, um, so it's a boxers, actually.
2: Yeah, a new boxers new one up
3: in, in Washington yeah.
2: Heights. Yeah, people that yeah. Um, come to New York, there's um, boxers. There's three of them now. They're a sports bar, actually. Uh, technically. Technically, yeah. But, I, you know, I have been there for World Cup before and watched uh, with my friend yeah. the matches, and they, mm-hmm. they will do that. Certainly, they do the Super Bowl and things of that nature. but. Right. The one in Harlem doesn't, I mean, maybe they do sports, but it seems it's it's I, got I its like, own vibe. I, I
3: like that they play a lot of Latin music up there because I love Latin music. Latin
2: music. We were like dancing up a storm. It was, yeah. it was, we were giddy and we were silly and it was a lot of fun. Um, another thing here in New York that uh, we wanted to just um, shout out to is people that knew um, Hector Extravaganza. He's considered kind of the... The king of uh, Vogue and, and the ball scene, the kind of Patreon figure of the New York ball scene. If anyone's ever seen Paris is Burning, um, you know he was he was one of the still photographers in there. But he was also a designer for Little Kim and Foxy Brown. He is a big deal, and they did a big celebration here at the Muse- uh, Museo del Barrio, a museum I love here in the city. Um, and that celebrated his life unfortunately he died at the age of 60 after a long battle with aids um but we love for those of you that watch pose on fx uh we love that show and and that's all of that Mm -hmm. dancing and all of those things that you see that's that whole time period when they show those that's all what we're talking about that's 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 the ballroom culture And Hector Extravaganza was one of the forefathers, leaders of that whole movement mm-hmm. that really they created and they paved away on for their own. I mean, talk well, about grassroots. Yeah,
3: and at that time too, people needed. You know, the the, the AIDS epidemic was so you know prevalent and, and just scared everybody to death. That the, you know the, the the this whole ball scene was really nice in the sense that it it, it gave you an escape
2: it definitely and did it and i think an escape, so. i think for people that want more information i mean that show pose does a really good job of, yeah. of, of really show showing the mm-hmm. fabulous fierceness and of then the that culture of it, and then the reality in. too that you know the intersection of a, of an important part of our history you know the aids epidemic that was kind of happening at the same time and so it's a really good look at that
4: and i believe season 2 is coming back uh, this summer
2: so that that'll be exciting is it yeah oh my god okay (laughs) that'll be cool yeah that's a great show um well we're talking about entertainment Uh, i know you carpenter were telling me about a new show that is going to debut that i didn't like the tagline because essentially it was saying um, a better version of the hbo show looking and i don't like when people
4: like, discredit someone else. And we always well, do
2: that. We always do that with our gay community a lot. I think um, we do that in or, general or seg- too with or seg- too. segmented groups that maybe don't have a lot
3: of uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. Right. We do that. So, um, what is this show? It's, it's a new show called Interested In. And it takes place in Philadelphia. And it's supposedly a little more realistic according to, you know, the, the press information. It's more realistic about what it's really like to come out of the closet. You know, more, you know more realistic than looking or more realistic than queerest folk well, that's you know? crazy to even and make that statement because yeah. what is realistic and everyone exactly, has their own story exactly it's like you don't have to and
4: in uh, both of those shows people did have their own stories as well I mean well
2: queer the three of was, us have queer queer smoke probably smoke all had like, our own yeah, unique and separate I think everybody exactly. does
3: you, and you don't have to you don't have to step on another show to say mine's better
2: and for me queer I
1: don't folk like was that. like a really
4: big like deal either. and something really interesting to watch when you're young queer folk yeah yeah it's a really. It, it was like an, an eye-opening. It was thing very. To I, I mean, it was very
3: eye-opening. I thought the yeah. acting was terrible, the writing was terrible, the directing was terrible, but the general plot of it. Yeah. And this is my personal opinion. You know, the general plot of it was was very groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking that, about Queers' Folk. Queers' Folk, yes.
2: Yeah. You know? you know, I think there's a reboot of that one coming out, but they're actually rebooting the UK original version of it. The UK which, original
3: version was better than the American
2: right, version, Right, and that's but, I think due to fans. A lot of the initial fans, including Americans that watched the British version, right? When the American version came out, they were a little disappointed at yeah, you didn't it live was, up it, to. It was a different
3: show, and it, you know it, the it, Brats. it should not have been called the same thing because right. it really was a different show,
2: right? So right. So, but I mean, I, I have to you know confess. I remember when Looking did come out, mm-hmm. I was sort of one of those people that said, "Well, it's a better Queer as Folk." I, I think i said something like that well, so we always do compare but so i don't think a media I, you, article you, you have
3: to look at it too i mean from from the perspective of of artistics and that type of thing mm-hmm. you know Queerest folk was really the first one that came pave. out to to really kind of address that on television mm-hmm. you know granted it's on a pay channel but it was addressing things on television you know so has the the whole idea of that and the whole thinking process and writing process has greatly matured since then mm-hmm. you know so I look at it more as a growing up thing and queer as folk was you know an early on you know more I don't want to say adolescent but you know it's it's you know a young version
2: right you know? right
3: and this well, these these are bec- becoming more mature well and, and so, looking
2: if they're comparing it if they're saying that um, it's Coming out, looking—they were already gay men. The, nobody right. was coming out. I don't remember anyone coming no, out on. No, it was everybody. Looking. It was people
3: who were already out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not so, sure. What do, do
2: we have a working title for this new show?
3: Um, yeah, I just said it, but I don't. I forgot it. Um, what's it called? Um, I just lost. Oh, interested in. Okay. All interested right. Well, in. you know what? I'll And, give the, it a and the one thing that they're doing is they want gay characters to be played by gay actors you mentioned that offline yeah Yeah. and you know i produced theater with the glines for 25 years and the glines produced only gay theater one of the things that we never did and would not base anything on is we never asked are you gay or are you not? And we never, we never even asked, so we never based roles, mm-hmm. you know, of whether they got the role and whether they are gay or not. Because the client's perspective is, we don't care, mm-hmm. you know, it shouldn't matter. It's
4: like what you can bring to the table. What do
3: you bring to the table, you know? And I understand, you know, and, and it's it, it, the, the pendulum swings, you mm-hmm. know, and and this is, I think, a, the pendulum swinging a, a little further to the other direction. But you know, they want gay actors to play gay roles. I I get the idea of that. I disagree with it because then you're kind of saying that gay men can't play straight roles. And the other
4: thing that I was thinking too is if you do say that only gay people can play the gay roles, what if the gay, their way that they live their gay life is not fit for
2: what the roles? You mean is if they're not asking. a good fit for the part?
4: Yes. Like, what if they don't
2: match well, up hopefully. with the but, character? you know. That, but
3: that—that's that should be again. That should be ruled out in the audition. Yeah, that's you true. Know, I and, think that they shouldn't matter if you're gay or not. I you know? And what happens if you lie? Who's gonna know? Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah. know, I
2: don't know that they would lie about that, but I have a couple things to if say you, on this. If,
3: if an actor wants a role, they will lie. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have a couple things
2: to say on this. A, uh, you know, I was an actor back in the day in LA doing this whole thing, and many of the parts I can clearly attest that looking the way I look, like a Latino. Latino, uh, it, um, all the parts that I would go out to, and granted this was late 90s, early 2000, mm-hmm. were thugs um, or gangster or uh, lowrider. And you know, I don't have that yeah. vibe about them. I mean, like, I was no, like, oh, you this, don't have that vibe, but they no, automatically cast you as a jet from West Side
3: Story, you know? <laughs>
2: so, I mean, I didn't, so. Or I would get, you know, my management to say, you know, butch it up a little bit more kind of thing type deal. And so I got at the other extreme because I think maybe no one wanted me to read gay at all. It was like do everything to strip away anything that would seem effeminate or just not like a thug or, Mm -hmm. or, you know. And so there's a lot of layers to this. So the other thing I can say about that show is that, you know, They're a small show and if Mm -hmm. they want to, you know, hopefully they'll even make it. If they want to cast only gay characters, I think it's fine. I mean, they're certainly not this big production. I don't think, you know,
3: and I I think, and and I agree with you they can do what they want to do, but it, it also sets a precedent.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think you also want to give people I didn't have a lot of opportunities to play like roles like in these looking girls right. folk this upcoming show. But
3: should you be given that role simply because you are gay? But it would be
2: nice, to, but it's a you it's know? something that I could relate to and probably do well at. Yeah. And I think if you and I think women are experiencing this in in film right now where they're trying to bring more women on set, more female directors, more female producers and writers, because women bring a certain perspective that are not being seen on the playing ground I, right I now. I agree, but I, and I think it's two different to, topics. Well, gays have topics. a lot to say too, and we've always been we reduced do. to the, the the clothing department, the costumes, and the, you know, maybe if you wrote something, you could get that slid through the cracks, but be, our presence. And what it does on a larger scope for society, knowing that we have our gay actors up there playing, you know, having opportunities, I think it's a good thing. I hear what you're saying. Yeah,
3: I mean, but- it, you know, and, and yes, I mean, I, I see what they're doing and I understand what they're doing. From my perspective, I don't think it should matter. Women are another issue because women and men are not the same. You know, you can't, you know, yes, you can pretend to be a woman, yes, you can pretend to be a man, you know. That's another story, and that's a different that's a different show. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, for for people, you know, for a gay man, a character who was a gay man, um, we did a lot of shows where, you know, a lot of the a lot of the actors were straight, and they did a phenomenal job. Absolutely, you know? no, I and agree. I did not care as a producer, as a director. Whatever, I don't really care. I did not care. I cared about the character that was written. That they are doing justice to that character. I agree with you that's on that. Where the story yeah.
2: is. Right, mm-hmm. right. No, I hear you on that. Um, wow, there's a lot to talk about in yes. entertainment. There's another show that we were, I, I can't remember which one of you, I think it was you, Carpenter, that we were talking about this show on in the UK. Uh, it's actually called Naked Attraction. Somebody wrote in and told us. It's called Naked Attraction, and you yes, can watch you it were on telling me
3: about it, and I was appalled. You
2: can watch it on <laughs> YouTube. I watched it. Uh, my friend set up this new uh streaming service that now i get like all these channels from around the the world and so it's kind of cool it's confusing but it's cool so we watched naked attraction and i now understand it it's essentially a tv show where one person comes on and they have three dating options in front of them and they're behind a, a a different colored box if you will
3: and show me your box
2: yeah right (laughs) and it's so the one I watched was this girl and she's like a workout fiend and she's you know buffed and she was kind of a tough chick and so Mm -hmm. she wanted somebody that would at least look somewhat athletic and so my friend was sitting next to me on the couch he's like oh good I like it when the women um, it's the female because then we get to see all the men naked and you know what i mean yeah because the other way around it's i know i think they did one gay version of this show and it was like "Mm, it was okay and you know they're not going to do that many right Right. so it's good when the girl's on yeah and so we were laughing because And what did they show of the men? so essentially uh you know it's a lot of talk and it's i didn't really in the end i was like it's tedious kind of but essentially they lift up these screens that start from the bottom up so the very first thing it goes right up to your waist and oh, so she's yes. all these dicks you're seeing and they're doing in the UK it's a regular like UK television yeah, station channel Four
3: probably yeah, it, yeah, was right. cha- exactly. it was channel 4 yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was, okay so channel 4 is known for for being so radical. there's and they're doing
2: close-ups of all these penises and granted every penis i was like mm, not that big but she she was like one of them she <laughs> was nice queen over one here. of them though she was like that one has quite girth and so <laughs> and the host is like oh you okay so you like the girth and all that and they're having just this british you know logical conversation oh about girth. i mean it's
3: That's crazy so funny. And so she Talk has... Talk about superficial. I
2: mean, maybe it's five guys and then she has to eliminate to ultimately I pick think it her is five, date. Yeah. Yeah. But,
3: and she eliminates based on what she sees from the waist down.
2: So they go through different... Um, <laughs> where they <laughs> reveal different parts Sounds of like the body. The <laughs> yeah, right. And I know we were talking a little bit about it on the show and it essentially... My friend who's watched several of these because they do a follow-up several weeks later essentially said that most more often than not they'll catch up with these this couple and it didn't work out at all Mm -hmm. because when you base everything exclusively at least this was my friend in our theory Mm -hmm. only on just the look or the superficial body part right and you don't really know the only thing you get towards the end is you get to hear their voice and but it's like I mean, they say a few words and that's it. So you you really don't know much about yeah, them.
3: Yeah, that's not super helpful. So so they've got a nice <laughs> dick and they've got a pretty voice, and but, it's like you know. But oh, I ask oh you. Oh yes, I'll go out with him.
2: What's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference though when we go on our apps though, and we you know, and someone unlocks their pictures and you see exactly. immediately it's see the same thing.
4: Yeah. But we're, it's a little more conversation, but it also depends still. But
3: the conversation is usually, uh, uh, well, the, yeah. the usually about, you know, can you host? I know. You well, know? Yeah. I or mean, or
2: so, what do you get into? I mean, yeah. or what's, I, I mean, I that. like how he said conversation I'm saying yeah. if
4: it was a little more conversation than just, can you host? <laughs> Sometimes you get into those. Well, the the thing on the the app,
2: maybe you don't. (laughs) The one thing on the app that you don't get that you do get on this is like the sound of their voice and seeing them in person. And I'm a biggie on somebody being right in front of me Mm -hmm. and that natural. I've said it before. I like that. I also like to hear a voice. Physical. She even talked about that too. Like one guy, she said she likes like deeper voices and. One guy had kind of a higher voice, like and talk kind of like that. And it it didn't work for her. And I would be like, yeah, girl, no. Like get rid of that one too. I mean, but that's like, you know, those are things you don't get on our apps. But the other thing I would say is on our apps, it's usually a hookup, right? Usually. Mm -hmm. So this is like dating. So I'm not... Right. They're trying to make a whole date thing out of it and following up on that. Yeah.
4: They're men. just they're trying like to make you a said, a date I don't on, know if dating would be worked well. They're, f- they're, they're trying to make that. a date
3: out of it based on superficial, superficiality. And yeah. it doesn't work that way. Granted, um, I know it's all fun. Way, yes. And, but
2: you know, granted, I know it's all fun. And, and you know,
3: I think it's stretching for an idea. <laughs> Personally, yeah. You know, yeah. We can make a show about this. People will watch it because there's nudity. Right. So.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, let's change gears here and talk about something a little bit more uh, serious that's been going on, but that's good news, mm-hmm. is it looks like there's a second person who is has been functionally cured of HIV. Right. I, I know you know this story a little bit, Carpenter, and we mm-hmm. were talking offline with you. Uh, Jeremy, but just to get everybody up to speed, it's um, an HIV positive man in London has become the second known person in the world to be cleared of the virus after receiving a bone marrow transplant from an HIV resistant donor, according to doctors, and this has been a three year bone marrow stem cell treatment. I know we've had Dr. Shakhtar, can be on our show before, who we, we did a live broadcast with him, and he's working with stem cell treatment also to find a cure. I'm going to get his input and update on his work, but this is good news, right, guys? I mean, I it's, know it's, amazing. it's great news.
3: Although you have to be aware that there's a couple of things that they aren't really that they haven't delved into a lot in that They're, you know Like what? Um, like both of the people that have been cured were actually being treated for cancer. So, they had come up with cancer. But also had HIV. Well, but also had HIV. They were HIV positive and they were being treated for cancer. The stem cell um, treatment was for the cancer, not for the HIV. But does but, it matter? Well, no. Oh, but
4: the but medication because, process of the whole thing ended up working well, to fight um, off the because HIV. Because they used a, right, a donor to-
3: who is resistant to HIV the you they used stem cells from that donor okay those stem cells also were you know functional against the hiv
4: and how do they find those specifically from how do they find somebody that's resistant to it
3: um there are people i know a guy who's resistant to it uh and he's he's been technically he's positive but he's never ever been ill never never had an issue with uh you know his, his t-cells have never gone down he's you know he, he's he's never had any kind
2: there's of an also been stories of people so. that apparently are resistant to just the hiv virus in general in other words right. they could come in contact with the virus and, and time and time again and seemingly right. but i mean you're playing russian roulette with that i mean yeah. who knows if you're that that person well, but... and,
3: and again, too, if you're, you know, the, there's always the possibility that the virus can mutate into something else, and then you're mm. not resistant to that particular strain of it. But, you know, I think it's
2: really good news, though.
3: It's excellent and... news. It is excellent news. Um, and it's, you know, the, the drug companies are, are not going to like it, because um, <laughs> the drug companies make an absolute fortune. You know, on HIV medications, and uh,
2: well, that could lead into our next you know, story because drug companies also make money on PrEP they and make Truvada a on that too. Yes. And however, they might not be currently happy right now because there's a news story, uh, NBC News story, that said PrEP use jumps to. Th- PrEP use jumps to 35% among gay and bi men at risk of HIV. A third of gay and bisexual men use PrEP for HIV prevention and nine and 10 are aware of it, but the CDC says the drug is still underused. So when only 35% of gay and bi, and they did a, a fairly extensive study Recently that was presented at, in Seattle at the 2019 conference on retroviruses and opportunistic infections uh, showed that it's not being used um, as much as Researchers and I guess doctors would like and and right. You know, they show a little bit about uh, varying racial and ethnic groups. Uh, More than 40% of white, gay, and bisexual men at high risk of HIV used PrEP in 2017, while only 30% of their Latino counterparts and 26% 26 of their African American counterparts did so. Interesting and not surprising, as we know, that PrEP for many people is not available by insurance companies and many people don't have insurance mm-hmm. as we know,
3: right? And, and it's prepped, not affordable,
2: and it's not affordable. So, um, you what do we think about that? I mean,
3: it's, I, 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 I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I think if there's a way to prevent it, use it. Yeah, what concerns me is if you have everybody on it, uh, and then you know the virus mutates. Um, and becomes accustomed to this one drug that they're using, the Truvada, um, then that basically blows that out of the water.
2: I mean, I'm one of those people that am negative, and I've talked about it on this show. I'm not on it. People have said, you're not on it? I mean, the reality right now is currently not having you know, a ton of anal intercourse <laughs> as you laugh off camera, uh, off mic. <laughs> I had to turn my head on that one. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I'm but, you just, play, but you play very safe. I, yeah, and I've you just play managed very to... very safe, and have always At my age right now, I've managed to play safe and find guys that, f- for the most part, will use condoms, and it's always been... You know, well,
3: because for you, it's a deal breaker it's like if you're not going to use a condom then you're not you're not getting
0: in there
2: yeah so.
3: um but
2: you know I think about it, and I know jeremy you um you're you're still in your study correct mm-hmm. that they check for yeah' you're on, so, you've but been I, on prep. I've been on it for years now yeah.
4: but i mean i I originally started it from that study that we've talked about on the show um, with NYU when they when prep was first discovered and created. You're one of the forefathers of it. (laughs) They asked me if I would go on it, and of course, when I didn't know much about it, I said no. And then I completely changed my mind and started it. And so I've been on it for I think at least four or five years now does your
2: study curious question does your study have an end date on it or is it ongoing no it's
4: ongoing so it's like i i go in every six or eight months for forever i mean i've gone since. and just
2: to remind everybody they check um they ask you a bunch of questions about everything right
4: but the but the blood work is every three months so that's stationary for prep in general it's every three months
3: every 3 months if you are on prep you need to have blood work done every 3 months and ensure that you are still negative as well as you need to have kidney functions and checked
4: the liver and liver tests and the liver
3: test, because there are some instances where truvada can be very hard and i've seen on those some organs. people it
4: not work for like it's been detrimental to the, the health of their liver and kidney right. and so you, some right. people it's de- depleted their the condition of the functioning
2: uh, well, I had, level. I had of their... friends who
3: were on you know, <clears throat> Truvada originally for HIV, and they wound up in the hospital because it just. Their, and they their said, body mine hasn't just did not changed to it. since I mean, the I mean, I think it's good that
2: they check you, yeah, regularly to to look at your vitals and all and your liver and kidney function. That's one of the reasons I was always not that I have problems with my liver or kidney, but I just thought I've never, you know, knock on wood, taken medication for anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, as a knock on wood. Steady, but, like steadily. And I know those things, when you have to take them, they can be harsh on your. I also like my cocktail. And so I. And then I have my own practices that I do with, you know, I pretty much use <laughs> condoms, but I would consider using it. Um, I didn't put a. I, I didn't really have enough information on this related story, but I was reading another story earlier today about how porn stars are you know they're all bareback right now right, right. and nobody yeah, it,
3: it's it's gone from it, it's gone it went from all bareback to all condoms back to pretty much all bareback
2: right yeah. and the story was going on to say that you know with prep use most people we've talked about on the show that it was always intended to be another safety mechanism tool right. along with Not the usage of, of condoms right. and the the studies that show right now, or at least what everybody says, is the reality. I, I should say is that people are not using condoms. I think Michael Lucas, not that we want to quote him, a porn director yeah. producer, thinks that said <laughs> Sorry, was same. quoted was quoted as saying that he thinks that condoms will become extinct. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think, think that's, that's very, true. I, and every and there was others that said no. Sorry, I don't pay any
3: attention to Michael. Lucas. I know, I don't whatever even know why I quote say, I don't know why I quote She can say whatever she wants. I don't care. It was in
2: the story, but <laughs> do, I'm just the messenger. But I know. essentially they're saying, yeah, um, you know, with rates of STDs going up.
3: Oh, yeah. That, and Absolutely. The,
2: the, oh, the story also went on to say that, yeah, no one's really following the intended way that PrEP was meant to be administered, mm-hmm. how? and nowadays people are not using them if we just want to be real about it, right. econ, condoms, so they're just taking that. Yep, there's certain strains of STD and people probably think that, oh, well, I'll just get, you know, <laughs> Um, vaccinated if I get something. But people are doing these parties a lot lately. They were talking about, at least in this story, sex parties more, sex parties in general. And I don't think there's numbers on this. I just think it's, mm-hmm. you. I. it doesn't take an idiot to know that if you go on the apps, you know, come to my party. I've got like five or six guys over and it's like come dump parties mm-hmm. right. um, are a biggie thing. I've certainly seen them when I've gone on the apps. And when you have... The article alluded to the fact that are we in, potentially in danger of a new strain of something coming about, whether well, it, they're
3: already there. Well, I mean,
2: when, you, when they're, you're, they're, when, are, when, we, when we think, well, hold, let me just finish this one. <laughs> when we think that, you know, hey, I'm just gonna take prep and we're not, we're ignoring the fact of the original intent of how it was supposed to be used mm-hmm. and we're just running rampant and doing, now we're like, yeah, let's have a sex party and I'm all about those kinds of things and not being judgment here but are we maybe t- turning a blind eye to what could come by over-cum-dumping um, and all those kinds of things, strains and things that we don't know? Well, I-, I don't know. So, just-
3: you know, human sexuality has always been human sexuality and people are going to do what they do. You know, so... True. But, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't, I never ever you know point fingers at anybody and you know oh you got a disease and you got you know i mean Mm -hmm. we're in the heat of the moment yes you're going to do things that it's sex it's it's sex it's human it's human it's it's human behavior it's love it's love it's just (laughs) love so you know uh, from that perspective yeah things are going to happen um but but you know there are strains of syphilis and gonorrhea that are going around that are resistant to medications so they're antibiotic resistant so they don't necessarily know that they're curable you know so you you know like the old days before penicillin you know people got syphilis and you know after you know they eventually lost their mind and wound up in an institution because the syphilis would get into the nervous system and you know destroy your brain Mm. basically so so, yes, there are things out there, but you know, it's 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 a matter of what kind of risk are you willing to take with yourself.
2: I'm with you. I'm like, so. yeah, no, I mean, hey, sex is sex, we love it. Mm-hmm. And I know you, Jeremy, I mean, like you you know, you are. You don't seem like a group person with sex at all. No, I mean, no, I, but I don't he, think he I really has, am either. He has
3: four or five people around, you know, every day. Oh no, so he, yeah. It's <laughs> he does one-on-one appointments, okay? I do one-on-one appointments. Okay, one-on-one appointments. when I'm in the mood. <laughs> Several at a None time. But... The... <laughs> yeah, right. And... Hurry up! Hurry up! You got to get dressed because my next <laughs> trick's coming over. But me. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, what do you think it's about this? True. I We're mean, a lot of these
2: parties, I would arguing i have another story i wanted to talk about but wouldn't you say that some of these parties are not necessarily about always us just like going into our sexuality and having fun but are drug induced at times absolutely you know it's the drugs the g and the combination of uh, you know i think a lot of them are also
4: after hours too they're not always i mean i know some take place like mid-afternoon at that at the convenience of the people that are there, right. but a lot of them mm-hmm. I've seen just by like you said being on the apps or going out late at night and then just going on like right before you go to bed or something. Well, you look at uh, some of the clubs least, that like, are out late, there that late are... after hours, which the drugs go from the the bar once they
3: close <laughs> and then. What did you just do with her? <laughs> well, she starts talking and somebody else talks and he just talks out over, all over the top of you.
2: <laughs> well, wasn't he talking about this story here? All right. Well, you did. You say you're fine. Fr- I thought you started the story we though. Cut yeah. this. Okay. No, no, no.
3: no but what, um, did you have a point though? Carpenter? No, just the fact that, you know, you look at the sex clubs that are, you know, that are open after the bars close. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, but I go to. I've been to some of these sex clubs. I'm not after, saying they're wrong. No, no, I don't. I'm not saying they're wrong either. And I think the the uh, the question came about with group sex and, and multiple partners. Right. And I, when I go to often these sex after hours, I'm usually just find one person, and I get a little. For me, per, I'm just talking to me personally. I get a little creeped out when there's like, whose hand is that down there, and where's this? Yeah. Like two, <laughs> like I can't keep yep. track of all the hands and the yeah. mouths, and I but, start. But sweetie, I get a little hyperventilating. But sweetie, and, you're in
3: a public place having sex. No, I know, so. but
2: <laughs> I often will find a guy, um, a, you know, somewhere, and right. then move to a corner, and we'll, we'll, we'll have our fun. Or I'll take him. Yeah, no, I'm not take asking for advice. Yeah. I'm just saying what I do, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm and I and I make advice. it work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying I make it work for me. Yeah, but and I don't think you. You know, you go to the bear party, and I'm sure you see group activity. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, Do you purchase? Do you like group activity, or do you are you more one on one? Like if you find somebody, oh, in... I
3: like it all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I like it all. You know, if I if I if I find the scene hot, then you know I don't, and I'm in the middle of it. That's fine. I'm okay and I
2: best around an edible. I think you, know. you told me the other day. And, and... Oh yes, yeah,
3: so I had a, I, I had a coffee bean, a chocolate covered edible a chocolate covered coffee bean uh that was quite spectacular I to that
2: so you know how you and i jeremy took edibles yeah. the other day to go out dancing and we were giddy and silly yeah. he took an edible but it just happened to be in the form of a coffee bean and oh, okay. to go to this the bear party the sex party a play party yeah play party and well i mean and i'm curious to know because we were giddy and silly how is it an edible on sex we're oh, getting off topic oh but i love God. it
3: <laughs> well any any kind of any kind of pot on sex is in our know, pot on sex on pot is fantastic everything feels better you you know it, it's just i don't it's find my in,
4: in the headspace of like being sexual that's the thing i feel silly like
2: i feel a little bit dumber if somebody but started, if, sillier if somebody like, started
3: playing with you you would immediately transform believe me well do you think jeremy
2: it was because maybe it's, it has to do because i can remember back in the day with um when I would take ecstasy, mm-hmm. it would enhance wherever I was at. So if I was like on a beach, I was oh, like okay. feeling the sand yeah. and listening and the waves were so Crashing. like. and, the, and the, if it was day, the sun was sparkling or I could be in bed and it was like, oh, baby, like, you know, we were, yeah touch was amazing or i could be on the dance floor in another situation and i was feeling the vibe and i was i guess it could be so i'm wondering carpenter since you Mm -hmm. know a little bit more you're our expert on these edibles (laughs) our resident expert on edibles quite an expert on does it have to do with the situation and where you're at and it and they affect you based on that i
3: mean yes any anything does the same way the same way alcohol does you know if if you're you know if you're drinking alcohol well, and you're not in a fun situation then you're we're just talking about it's a little party. more hallucinating. But at that
4: party, what was your feeling that was different being on the edible well, versus it's just, not? Well, it just it
3: just enhances a lot of your feelings. It okay. enhances the touch feeling. Um, it enhances your orgasms. You know, it just seems like it, you know it it goes on a lot longer. Um, it's it's just yeah. The and the sensuality that you feel between you know your your partner can is really. Quite spectacular, especially if you're if you're both stoned. So, well,
2: staying on topic where we were with uh, um, you know chem sex and how you can get certain things. There's an unfortunate story that there's a news anchor. Anchor. His name was Chris Burroughs out in L.A. Um, Burroughs, Burroughs I'm not sure I'm seeing it right. Unfortunately, um, on December 27, 2018, in L.A., he was part of the KTLA Channel 5 news anchor. Um, and he was found unresponsive in a hotel in Glendale. Um, the reporter, I think, he literally got off set from reporting the news in the afternoon. Met a person in a hotel motel that he had seen before, and they got kind of into a BDSM kind of play. I think mm-hmm. this Chris put a mask over his head, mm-hmm. and they were, you know, playing and so forth. Chris is married and or was married and had a child, um, and so met this guy that he'd seen before. Like I said, had the mask on, and they were playing with meth and GHB. And unfortunately, I think he asked the Chris guy asked the guy to put not one but two rocks of meth in his ass, in Chris's ass, and he overdosed and you know, the guy who tried to perform CPR unsuccessfully and they had to call yeah. the ambulance and you know where that ended up. And Methodist. it's really sad and, and I mean it just reminded me of um sort of what we were talking about, how, you know, be careful obviously when you're playing around with these substances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just reference if anyone we have episode sixty four I had a guest, Cameron York, who talks about chem sex, how he was heavily involved in the scene. He was mm-hmm. a su- successful producer who had a really dark downfall. He wrote a trilogy of books on this whole right. thing. And he really says it's an epidemic in, in many it is. ways, shapes, well, and forms. And it's an epidemic definitely when someone dies like this.
3: Well, and, and it's it's an epidemic in, in the gay community too because it enhances sexuality. Uh, but Back to what we were kind of talking exactly. about before. But crystal meth has hooks in it that are just really, you know, you know, it 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 essentially, it essentially can change your brain chemistry. Ultimately, it can change your brain chemistry in just trying to get like past other it. drugs
2: or no.
3: That's the that's what's different about it. Is that yes, you feel great, and it uh, it it does you know increase your your serotonin, which is what makes you feel good, and that in combination. Which is what with a sex, lot of
2: drugs do, right?
3: Which is what a lot of drugs do, alcohol included. You know. But there are, there are just hooks in this drug that mm-hmm. make you, uh, want, it, 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 you're, it, it's very addictive. It's more addictive than heroin. You know, it, it can be, you know, it, it's, it's just very, and it, it can change your brain chemistry. Where you might not know so, what you're doing. Where well, you might not know you're what making, you're doing. And you're not and, making
2: correct, bright decisions for you. And it doesn't
3: necessarily change back. It doesn't necessarily come back, so so you can really do some major damage with it.
2: And the thing is, I mean, in general humans, we have an animalistic, like I was talking about recently on a show, I went to that workshop, and we all have a natural animalistic side of our sexuality that's just innate and natural, and we can tap into that. I think it sounds like with uh, that um, meth, that it really is hyping that up to a level where oh, yeah. Europe and beyond. Yeah, um, it reminds me of the um, American Horror Story. They have this like cre- interesting, creepy guy on there. Oh God! Uh, I that, know the, with the drill. So, thing. Yeah, he showed up at, at the. He was in the first season and he came in back at the last season. He's just this, this sort of, and he's sort of not human. But and he's, he's in a
4: full black latex hood body suit. and he sort of just oh. consumes. And he fucks okay. the shit out of people, he fussed, and
2: he just comes and just consumes you. And what I've read and what I've seen, and I've been at parties where I've seen this, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, not for me. It's beyond even the animalistic natural right. side. I yeah. think that we all have because it's nonstop, and be, and it it's almost like a machine, and and the brain is like no longer. We're not thinking like in our brain anymore. And it's not so, functioning with the level right.
4: of safety involved well, at all. Definitely
2: not, yeah. and and it's a spiral, unfortunately. And and, and it ended, um, un, unfortunately for this this man, and you know, he left behind, uh, you know, wife and kid, and yeah. you know. I
3: mean, I I had a friend who who passed away from from crystal meth. I mean, he just for you know he he lost his job because he was spending you know he was not getting to work on time. He was having sex parties all the time. Um, and just, he didn't want to do anything else except have sex. And then he wound up spending all of his money. Um, he couldn't pay his mortgage anymore. He yeah. was about to be, become evicted. And then he, he just, you know, so he kept doing more and more of it until he finally died. You know, this, because he knew there was no way out of it.
2: Right, right. It's,
4: yeah. you know, it's, which is really... I like sex really... on, like, none, nothing, to be honest. I, I actually have better sex when I'm not drunk when I haven't done uh
3: any Oh yeah, ad- drunken sex, yeah. You yeah, drunken sex can just it just get sloppy. I with yeah. you <laughs> and, and
2: and people listen, you know, I was talking about it with Finn Dearheart. Uh mm-hmm. he was on a recent episode where I went to his workshop and I did the four you know, tools that he recommended in that. You right. can read about oh, it's in our Dark and Dirty after show. And it was and it's on nothing, and, yeah. and you tap into things that you didn't even know you had in yeah. you, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's it's really good. It's just,
3: but learning how to do that, and because you can do that, you can increase your own serotonin levels without taking drugs.
2: Right, mm-hmm. right. One last topic so, I wanted to talk about, and it's another sad one. Sorry to end on a sad one, but it does go into Dr. Goldstein, the good doctor who was on last week's episode. Yeah, when he, when you and I talked about penis, he did a whole study on mm-hmm. the average size of penis and the results were uh, in, at least in their study that in the Midwest (laughs) places like Alabama and I forget the other States had reported in as the largest Arkansas is some of the largest penises. Unfortunately, there's a story out right now on the daily mail, Uh, a billionaire diamond trader 65 died during a penis enlargement surgery at a private Paris clinic. And I don't know when I read the whole thing at 65, like, you know, you can have all the money in the world, which he apparently did. He was a billionaire, but uh, you can't fight age and you can't get those things back. And I'm not sure if you've gone that long, 65, you're a billionaire. Yeah. We know health risks and surgery in general. Why do yeah. you got to mess with the penis? I mean, and it didn't work Everyone out Everyone wants him. a bigger dick.
1: Right. Everyone, oh, he, went, he went
2: 65 like, years without it yeah. and, and to go back to the good doctor yeah. and I think what I was talking about on it, back in that Finn Dearheart in the workshop that I was in I think I was telling the story that there was a, a guy that I partnered up with at one point who had the most gargantuan penis I've seen in a long time thick, huge, black and... I was like, I grabbed it a couple times. Go, should I go on? (laughs) Are we celebrating? And people who know me at times, I'm a certifiable uh, size queen at some point. But honestly, it really does come to, like it was another guy that I connected with that had sort of an average size penis. And I've Mm -hmm. talked before that, you know, I've had boyfriends that had very small and Mm -hmm. we had a great sex life. So it really does to me... It ends up being like, hey. It's what you do with it. It's what yeah. you do with it. And, and yeah. I like the guy with the big penis, but we didn't have. I felt out of all the people in that workshop, we, we probably had like the least chemistry. And so it just goes to show you that, you know, and, and at 65, do you really want to go through surgery and potentially fuck up? I... Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. Be happy with you, what you have, yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> Um, and, and if somebody else is... doesn't
3: like what you have, then get somebody else. Exactly,
2: yeah. You know?
4: Yeah. And the penis is such a good thing to have and so such a great part. It is. So...
3: A penis is a wonderful thing.
2: (laughs) One last thing, um, just to end on a happier note. It's not even a happier note. It's just that there was a a story by Queer T. New dad Andy Cohen's alleged (laughs) grinder profile has some people very, very upset. And essentially, I'll just really recap the story. He he lives around the corner from me. I see him all the time out in the street walking his dog. He's lovely. (laughs) I've been on on his after... It's funny. He's a cool guy. But regardless, I mean, he... I mean, I think most people know he has a new baby boy that he has, and people are giving him shame because people have spotted him allegedly, or figured out it was him on Grindr so soon after getting his baby boy, and why well, he's not postpartum exactly. And wh- <laughs> what I
4: do just you say th- take care of your own life. Like, go on it you when know, you want it, and I mean, let but him do his thing. But,
2: I'm sorry, but once you, you know, there's a guy. I went on Facebook last night and there's a guy that uh, I'll tell you guys offline later, but he came to one of my leather Christmas parties when I was doing those a couple of years ago and everybody was into the sky and he's really hot and he's, I think the first time I met him, I met him at Mid-Atlantic Leather mm-hmm. at this like sex club and he was walking out of the bathroom naked, dick out and he spotted me and we ended up like, you know, fucking... Like on a rafter in one area, and then the next day we got together, and he was he's hot. And well, anyway, you get the anyway, point. Yes, he just posted him and his um, longtime boyfriend now just welcomed in. It looks like a surrogate baby, and wonderful. And I know he's very sexual too. That's wonderful. Guess what, people? They can both exist. You know yeah. what? You don't but turn off people
3: th- are sexual, they have children. <laughs> you're in right. the straight world, there's no reason why it can't be in the gay world. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm sorry, Andy. I love you to death, but you know, I think it's ridiculous that every time you get hard, it makes the gay press. You know, <laughs> because it does. They, you know, every time you turn around, oh, Andy Cohen's hard again. You know, he yeah. was on Grinder. It's like, oh, let him the be guy him alone. Let yeah. him be
2: him. Well, and we're you're
4: not Mother Teresa just because you had a baby. I mean, you're you still He's, may you have, have a yeah. Sex you don't drive. turn
2: exactly. I mean, right. Well,
4: Even if you had a nanny that's taking care of the baby, it's like, what, you don't get, you still have that's to please brilliant, yourself? Because
3: that's brilliant because you can afford the nanny and you know that the child is taken care of and then you exactly. can go out. My yeah.
2: friends are going to laugh for me and they know who they are. They're going to laugh when I bring this same story up again, but I was, uh, I was at a Palm Springs party uh, with a bunch of friends and everybody was coupled up and there was a guy in there... That was talking to me and he told I told the story before, but I'll tell it again. And he has two children and was telling me, he's like, Why are you? And my other friend was asking, like, when are you two gonna settle down? And (laughs) I looked at him, I'm like, "Uh, I don't like you mean to have kids like you. But if I ever did and if I ever did want a kid and, and I'm currently gonna be fostering a dog soon and oh uh, Lord. yes oh i have Lord. I, i've had my i'm second round and i'm so i am going to be a parent in some way shape or form and i will still have sex well, and hey, i will yeah. t- manage i'm a hair hey, i can fry up
3: the bacon and <laughs> i remember a, that commercial and, and i'm a parent <laughs> you're a yes <laughs> with a parrot he is a parrot <laughs> and, so,
2: and you have a lot of sex too so we get I it do,
3: yes it,
2: Guys, thank you so much. Um, this has been a great show on fun. Hot Sex Gay Topics. Um, once again, we love all of our Patreons, and you can become a member. For as um, little as the cost of a Starbucks. Exactly. These days, yeah. yeah. And um, every tier is going to get a perk this week, and I'm really excited about those. Um, find out at patreon.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex. And guess what? We're gearing up for a 100th episode, people. So hundred episode
3: episodes I can't believe I put up with the two of you for a hundred (laughs) episodes
2: us us yeah Um, you're stuck with us you're stuck with us it's gonna be a real interesting (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly um we will do a live broadcast it'll be in mid april we'll give you more details on that plus a new season four kickoff which we're really excited about um but in the follow us on our new instagram that we launched at tags podcast yes t-h-e-s podcast yes
3: thank thank you instagram for blocking and turning off the old one even though we had no x-rated pictures but up we'll have new whatsoever. better content anyways but anyway
2: exactly so. and in the meantime guys continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex, sex.
0: Baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's swing for the fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single,